podcast. It's been a while, guys. Sorry, man. We've been uh, kind of crazy, kind of busy. All been running around. Under the weather. Under the weather. Yep. Everybody's been sick. So we got a lot of stuff going on. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. So uh, welcome back. So Nate, what are we going to talk about today? Where are we going to start? I know we got the uh, the C8 finally rolling out production. Yeah, I think we can start off with some uh, current automotive news. Oh, wait, I want to talk about my future Humvee, man. My electric Humvee, Let's start there. Uh, Humvee, man. What's up with that, man? Super Bowl. Interesting little Super Bowl commercial. I liked it. Some people had a heads up already. Well, because I follow the Lakers, so LeBron James, is, I guess GM, is using him. Right, right. So uh, I guess they're announcing that they're going with an all-electric line of SUVs using the Humvee. Uh, brand so i like it they didn't show much but it looks interesting well they said some concepts i think it looks like a silverado to me from what i looked at Mm -hmm. um i hope it looks more more military like more like i don't know if you've seen the movie uh or i mean you played the video game halo um i like that warthog kind of looking like i hope they do something like that you know kind of futuristic yeah, that would be badass. Kind of like a, kind of like a, a an avalanche on steroids. I yeah. would like to call it. So, but it looked like interesting. I like, uh, I know the power figures. They were like, oh, the power figures are who the god well, man. I hate just these internet trolls, man. The power figures based on the gear ratio. Oh, come on, man. Like, well, just just after a quick search, I was just trying to get some info, knowing we were going to talk about it today, but. Uh, for example, they're saying that uh, the electric motors used on the new electric Humvee will produce a thousand horsepower. Ouch! And they're predicting uh, a zero to sixty miles an hour of three seconds. So in uh, a truck, wow! I, you know what? This is a good <laughs> opportunity for GM to capitalize in this segment. After how disgusting looking the Tesla truck is. Well, the Cybertruck. Yeah, you can keep your Cybertruck, guys. Fuck that thing. That thing is ugly. Yeah, so if if GM, you know, does it right and these numbers are legit that they're saying. Right. um, They might might be onto something. Yeah, I can see some people buying buying it. I have my GMC right now. I, I love that 5.3. It's, it's it's great. I don't have a I don't have a problem with it. Um, I hope, like I said, I hope it's more of a futuristic looking, more like the new GMC Denali's. That'd be fucking badass. That, that would really be nice. So. Yeah, and and um, you know, for those guys that are, you know, hardcore car guys or whatnot that are criticizing some of the electric stuff, this is helping. Right. Right. In the hot rod department. Yes, yes. Be- because manufacturers as a whole have to meet a certain MPG. Correct. So the more zero uh, emissions, emissions vehicles you have and electric <laughs> vehicles you have, it, you know, that makes your entire fleet, all the models of cars, right. their overall average MP- MPG goes up. Right, right. So then if you build, let's say, an upcoming Z06 that's yeah. in the 20s for MPG because of the power it makes right. versus you know 30 40 mpg mm-hmm. it allows you to build cars like that that's true yeah so car guys should be embracing this new electric vehicle electric vehicle technology what is it uh we're not going to use uh ls swap the world it's going to be ev swap the world <laughs> i'm pretty sure it won't be long before we see an ls swap electric humvee well we got the electric so, corvette remember we talked about that a long time ago the electric corvette yeah, they yeah. wanted stupid money for that yeah but, well that's just it's a start man so the price will come down i'm sure but uh yeah yeah no it's pretty cool i i, I really really got my you know I'm, I'm interested in probably getting one myself i mean it looks looks super badass so 
No, the C8. Um, yeah. Actually, we didn't talk about. We kind of skipped on. How did the C8 do in Daytona? It was Daytona, right? When, yeah. Um, did we mention it not last time? Well, the the no. number three car. Yeah. No, we didn't mention it at all. No. Okay. It's been well, a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those. Are, it, it was the very first actual race for the right. C8Rs. And I know a lot of people were uh, like, oh, yeah, no, they, they actually did very good. Race when, change, guys. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck. They did very good at Daytona. It's a 24-hour race. Uh, con- all things considered, they did very well. The number three car mm-hmm. uh, finished in fourth place. Okay. Uh, it, it was competitive all all race long. Okay. Um, and in fact, it, it had the fastest lap time for... Um, it's class, which oh, is wow. GTLM class. So, uh, Jordan Taylor, who's the newest Corvette racing driver from Cadillac, yeah, that yeah, he uh, yep. he posted the the fastest lap times for nice. for the class, which means that there's speed there. So, um, their their biggest issues actually were the drivers had to find out what the limits of the car was. So they they actually and and this is coming from some of the drivers, they were not driving it hard enough. <laughs> Oh, in, in the first couple stints. Oh, really? And so they felt that the tires weren't really there, and they started driving the car harder and harder, mm-hmm. and the tires came on. So, nice. you know, as they're developing the tire, because Michelin works directly with them, and as it, as as they get to get more data on the car, mm-hmm. um, the car's only going to go faster, and, right. and your pit strategies will improve. Now, the number four car mm-hmm. was right there with its sister car the whole race, but it did develop an oil leak. Oh, okay. And uh, unfortunately, to repair it, the engine had to come out. Oh. So it took long enough to where it took it out of contention. Okay. And it finished, I don't know, like sixth or seventh place or something That's like that. That's still pretty good for having yeah, I mean, motor shit. Well, the main thing, the, the most important thing is that it got back out on track. Yeah, that's true. Because as a new car, every lap is something to learn from. So oh, they were nice. able to get back So they were there. trying to get data back from the car, basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they did say that... Um, the car had a bit more vibration mm-hmm. versus the old car, so they don't know if that contributed to whatever oil leak it was. I haven't read too many details on exactly what failed, okay. but the number three car did not have that issue. So it's uh, just something that shit happens when racing. Shit happens when racing, guys. Yeah, you, always, I mean, yeah. twenty-four hours, man. You start to find out what's gonna break or not. Yeah. No. So I mean, if that's the only issue and it was only on one of the cars, that's that's pretty good. Um, Jordan Taylor did say that because he drove the prototype Cadillacs before, and before that was the Corvette Daytona prototypes yeah, yeah. that he drove. He did say, and, and he drove he's, the C7R in Le Mans. Good driver, man. So he, kn- he knows both cars. He's familiar with them. So he said the biggest difference is the C7R mm-hmm. felt like a race version of the production car. Okay. Whereas the C8 feels like a prototype race car. Wow. It just has that much grip and speed. Nice. So fucking go kart. Yeah, Sebring's <laughs> coming up, which is the next race. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. it. Looks like the cars are performing they did, very they well, did very promising. Good. I know. Yeah. I saw that they do sound a lot different from from what the the predecessor, the C7R. But yeah, they don't have as much as the Deep Rumble. It's yeah. a flat plane crank. But if if you love RPMs and and like that high pitch kind of howl. I think they sound pretty awesome. I think it's that uh, indie car sound. Well, kind yeah. of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that's some of the indie car racing sound. Ah, I don't mind either way as long as it's a Corvette. Who gives a shit? Yeah, but uh, and a- April should be fun because they'll be here for Long Beach. Yes, the Acura. So, uh, it, it is now the Acura. Acura 
Grand Prix of Grand Long Prix Beach. Long Beach, Long Beach, yeah. It used it's to be Toyota. Grand Prix of Long Beach now. So, so yeah, that should be fun to see those cars. That'd be cool. Yeah, and, and um, you always hang out in the pits there, so I'm sure they're going to give you a bunch of. Yeah, yeah. I got <laughs> I got some buddies at Corvette Racing, so uh, when the time comes, I'm. I'll, I'm I'm gonna remember to nudge them, give yeah. them the little elbow nudge, like, hey man, let me let me get back. They're, they're usually cool with that. They always yeah. let me go back there and hang out, but uh, to check out the cars, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's pretty pretty yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it should be fun out there when we go out there. Hell yeah! All right, so cool man. So then we talked about the home, we talked the C8. So now the production car. So I heard that the first one got rolled out, or the Bowling Green is up and running now. Yeah, so they're finally getting produced. People have cited a few of their trucks already. The transport trucks filled right. with C8s. Nice. Uh, we know that the official first one, VIN number number one, sold for, uh, how many? Was it $3 million? I don't know. By Hendrick, Hendrick, yeah, uh, Rick Hendrick? It, it was a lot of money. We can look it up uh, right now on the interweb. So, it, obviously, it sold at Barrett-Jackson for, um, I think it was like three, $3 million or something like that. Um it's for charity, so sometimes people think somebody paid like legit three million for a C eight. But you got to know a lot of that money goes to charity. Yeah, for sure. No. But it, it was Rick Hendricks. He's a huge Corvette guy. Yeah, he always tries Hendrick to buy. Version. It's either him or Jay Leno buying VIN number one. Yeah, no, Jay Leno yeah. bought the the ZR one. Jay Leno one prefers yeah the the uh, performance models. Yeah. Uh, when, when he buys his Corvettes. That was Barrett Jackson, right? If I'm not yeah. That was a bad So uh, I'm pretty sure Jay Leno's going to be in line for the ZL6. That's what he'll be in line for. Which man. there's been some talk about it already, that it's going to be a hybrid. Some people are saying as high as 900 horsepower, it's going to have a different aero package. Okay. So for more downforce, a big wing. Mm-hmm. Um, since the last podcast, though, there is a bit of C8 news that has come out. And GM is canceling. For this year, the ground effects package, the carbon fiber body, mm-hmm. um, which would be the... Uh, yeah, it was, three, it was $3 million at Barrett-Jackson. $3 million, yeah. So, uh, originally, you were able to order a ground effects package which had a ca- carbon fiber... That, put some wheels on that thing. And damn. That's how the car... The C8 just needs wheels because the stock ones yeah, suck. Yeah, they're but always horrible. There's some wheels and they look sick. They're going to so. put those wheels on the C8s. Yeah. <laughs> on the C7 and the C6. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the C5, no. yeah. yeah, so they used to have a, an a order option which gave you carbon fiber splitter, side skirts, like this one has, right? and a wing. No, it's not offered anymore. Oh, it's not offered anymore. So now they removed it, um, even if you ordered it that way. Did they say why? Uh, oh, yeah. see, these wheels are nice. I like those split spokes. Those are cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, say, they're, they're saying that um, the manufacturer just couldn't Basically, they just couldn't make enough, and and it wasn't meeting their quality for now. Wow. So they'll probably bring back the uh, the RPO that they call it, mm-hmm. the order code for 21, 2021. Gotcha. So it is a good look car, though, man. Look at that front. End. Just yeah. look at that car. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Just put some freaking billet wheels on this thing, which they have done renderings already. Fuck. Yeah, and then at the LA Auto Show, they had the carbon fiber package. Uh huh. That you can order, and and uh, when I was talking to uh, you know Jeff at Carvin mm-hmm. when he was ordering his C8. I told him, dude, you you need to get the ground effects package because which just, is this one, right? This is the splitter. This is a is this it? Or? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe if you actually like Google ground effect carbon fiber, but um, yeah, it just made the car look way more aggressive. Really? So it just sucks that 
if you have a 2020, you won't be able to order it that way. Hope, hopefully, they, they make the parts, and uh, I'm sure it'll be a, a dealer. Be a dealer option, huh? A, a dealer option. But, um. I don't know. This thing is. Actually, now that I see it more, it's actually starting to grow on me. Yeah, it looks awesome. And, and now that, that they're getting more pictures of the car, like, actually on the road. Mm-hmm. Um. I saw one that's very similar to like the C5 Midnight Blue, mm-hmm. and man, oh it just, this one right here, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, oh wow. So. Um, oh wow. Holy. Oh. Yeah. So it, wow. it really transformed the car. So it just sucks that you're not going to be able to get Z50. it that way. Oh my god. That's that is wow. Yeah. So the, for those that's that are for those that are listening, we're googling right now uh, the pictures uh, of the the carbon effect. Carbon fiber oh ground effects God. package. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah, and that's that's the optional high wing, which Gee, you want to get. That looks way better on the C8. Oh, wow, look yeah. at that thing, though. Damn. That's going to change the car. Yeah. So hopefully uh, we get some uh, supercharger, turbocharger packages for this thing pretty quick. You <laughs> oh, well, there's a lot of room in there, man. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Twin turbos. Uh, it's gonna be. I know they, they sent me a list of tools to buy that I have to get, so I know to I work, on to work on the C8. Work on the C8, so I'm actually. I mean, it, it's right it's now, basically so. an LT1 turned yeah. around, yeah, with a few other differences, um, like the exhaust manifolds. I mean, they're just really lending themselves perfectly for turbos when yeah. you see it because they're basically like shorty headers, right. Yeah, and so there's there's an axing for the arrow kit. I see it now. Yeah, and there's like a lot more uh, room in there versus the front engine stuff. Gotcha. So uh, to bad. stick that a blower good. in there, whatever. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, it looks good, man. Now, a well, lot easier. Well, hopefully they start hitting the. Hit, I know they're out there, so I know they're hitting the floors pretty soon. But uh, yeah, yeah. So all right, so <sighs> badass car. And if any of our listeners like actually ordered a C8 or buy one, like bring it around the shop. We'd love to. Uh, Check it out. Take some video, and uh, I'll try not to, you know, get too many. Too we'll, many we won't let the drool uh, <laughs> go all over the car. But. That's you. All right, man. So yeah. let, let's get into our. I know we were going to talk a little bit of tech topic. So what, what yeah. we were going to we were talking about. Um, we were talking about the uh, drivetrain components, right? We were talking about what what. Yeah, we can start there. So. Um, you know, we, we we're gonna. We said we we're gonna talk a little bit about drivetrain, mostly like right. torque tube type stuff. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, now those that follow me on Instagram, they saw that a couple of weeks ago I received a couple of billet um, oh, okay. torque That's tube right. couplers. Right. Yes. Uh, so I'm gonna go with two solid couplers. Now for a long time, um, maybe I'll, I'll start from the beginning in case those that are might not be too familiar with we'll the start torque from tube. The beginning setup. of this all. Yeah. <laughs> So the uh, the beginning you know, of the C five is that what we were saying? Yeah, the C five uh, uh, six and seven, they use a a torque tube, which basically it, it's a drive shaft right, that connects the. Um, there we go. That connects the. Uh, Sorry guys, it's been a while since we've done the show, so we it's yeah. been it's been a minute. So we're trying to get all my notes together, and I remember I wrote them down on my phone. So three million dollar C eight. Uh, I don't know why I put shitty jobs. I'm wondering if I mean like shitty Corvette jobs or shitty jobs uh, that no. we've done. Uh, torque tube talk, lifter and valve train discussion, and then racing horror stories. I don't know. Maybe we put a good one. I don't know. Well, maybe while driving. <laughs> I got one involving torque tubes. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, right. I remember yeah. that. 
All right, so yeah, well, so, let's, let's, well, you know what? Why don't you tell the story and yeah. then we get into the tortue because that's actually a good place to start. Like when you're tortue, okay, just your car didn't move. And this was a C5, right? So, yeah, it was in my C5, it was making around 700 horsepower at the time. And I was driving, I think I was heading home from Irwindale. Yeah, you were, yeah. And I was on the 605 freeway and I'm just driving pretty normal. And I think I went to like pass a car or something. I'm not even flooring it. And um, my R- guys listening. all of a sudden, my RPMs. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> He's like, what's going on? <laughs> my, uh, my RPMs shot up. Right. And I, I had this crazy loud vibration and uh, vibration and like howling noise yeah. coming from the car. It almost sounds like your freaking engine blew up. Right. And uh, I, I realized when I gave it gas. The car didn't accelerate, didn't so nothing. Yeah. I, I threw the car in neutral, and I realized that if it, it free revved just fine, uh, but the noise was horrible. I was going fast enough to where I made it on the off-ramp and was able to, to pull over on the side of the road. So long story short, nothing was wrong with the engine, but I had destroyed a torque tube coupler, and... Um, I'll, I'll post it up again in my Instagram because we got some pretty good pictures. So basically, your torque tube has two couplers on it. Right. And it, it's a drive shaft that transfers the power from the engine to the transmission. So they you call it a. Uh, they don't call it a torque tube. They call it a prop shaft. Well, yeah, prop shaft. <laughs> it's in, it's inside of a tube. Yes, yes, yes. So um, <clears throat> you have two couplers, and they're made out of a, a rubber um, with uh, nylon strands or whatnot, and. So what happens after time? That rubber gets dried up and um, it starts well, to fall apart. It's not meant to hold too much power. It's basically, what it yeah, is. or you exceed its power capabilities, and basically, it's very you, easy to do nowadays. Yeah, yeah. you destroy the couplers, and um, it just goes downhill from there. So uh, at that time, we rebuilt the torque tube with a uh, solid coupler, aluminum, and a uh, a poly uh, we use the poly six shooter the poly six shooter which i don't yeah. use anymore so <laughs> uh, anymore. what's been popular for a long time is guys use a a, a rubber or poly uh coupler mm-hmm. on one end of the, of, of the shaft and a solid one on the other right so when i mentioned to guys that i was going with two solid couplers they're like oh my god are you going to get too much vibration and something's going to give or your pilot bearing and and all this stuff they started saying well guys have been doing the 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 two solid couplers for a few years now right. and we're talking about like legit racing shops like lg motorsports and well, stuff like and that and also too we're doing the the solid one piece drive shaft and no couplers. yeah yeah so, so we have a we have one, two, four, five cars. With yeah. And C7s also. Mm-hmm. One, two C6s and three C7s with solid yeah. drive Yeah, shafts. so now like the drive shaft shop, right? right? They make a one-piece solid. Yeah, so you don't have fiber. to worry about any couplers. Right, right, yeah. yeah, so instead of spending $1,000 right now, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I spend, you know, 150 bucks or whatever on yeah. the two solid mounts. The two billet ones, right. Uh, couplers, yeah. yeah. So... Um, a lot of people were asking me about vibration if that's going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. So, well, here, well, let me let me okay. throw in my sense. A lot of see, okay, so here's my thing. Yeah, and this is where I think a lot of the misconception of vibration comes from. Mm-hmm. 
If you rebuild your torque tube after it breaks, then you're going to run into possible vibration issues. Yeah. If you rebuild it before it breaks, I usually run into no problems because what happens is when they break, they take out the front bearing and then that front hole in the front, which is just a machine piece of aluminum with an O-ring, yeah. it gets worn out. And usually, you know, and yeah. so then that little, so you guys got to remember the little, one little small offset or thousands off in a long shaft that's about three or four feet long yeah. is a huge difference all the way down the line. Mm-hmm. So that's where most of the vibration and noise comes from. Now, and imagine the thousands of RPM it's seen. The thousands of RPM. So, so that's kind of crucial. So that's where I notice a lot of vibration. But <laughs> Yeah, I think that uh, we, we talked about that last time yeah. is, is I started looking into the people that use two solid couplers. Right. Who was finding vibration issues? Mm-hmm. Who was having bearing or transmission failures because or supposedly after going with two solids and who wasn't? And I found that the guys that were rebuilding their torque tubes before they broke and using the the two solid couplers had no issues. Mm -hmm. Maybe some guys had a little more, if you want to call it vibration or or almost like a feedback through the shifter. Yeah. But, I mean, if you have a modded car, that's the least of your issues. Yeah. Um, the guys that were having more failures, pilot bearing issues, etc., like you like you mentioned, mm-hmm. is they were rebuilding sh- uh, shafts that had already already been damaged. Right. Yeah. Then that yeah. a lot of the shafts we've done here, if they're already damaged, I mean, I think we have a I have a stockpile of six of them right there yeah. that I bought from 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 the from the salvage place. Yeah. Um, yeah. If they've been broken, I usually try to just mic them, check them, the whole thing. But most of the time, they're just devastating. And the tor- the tube is no yeah. good. It's, it's yeah, I mean, you, for me of aluminum. You, know? you, you <laughs> need the, like a special. Pack. It looks like a lathe. Mm, right. That that checks the balance on drive shafts. Mm-hmm. So unless you have like a shop doing that for everyone. It's hard to get it perfect, especially when you bolt everything. And together. like I said, most of the now nowadays guys that are well, you know, we're we're we average about six seven hundred horsepower here on the streetcars with the with the Carbio Legal Supercharger kits. I usually try to push for the one piece drive shafts yeah. just so I don't have the issue. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's five fifteen hundred bucks installed. Yeah, get out of my hair. You'll never see you again. You know, done deal. You yeah, know, it's done. So. A lot of guys don't mind if they already spent fifteen, ten, fifteen thousand on a build with a the supercharger. They don't mind spending another fifteen hundred on, yeah. on, on a prop shaft. Or and and the nice thing about that one piece aluminum shaft is it handles a lot more horsepower. Right. Because uh, some guys go with the drive the the carbon fiber drive shaft yeah. one piece, but that's that's rated for less than a thousand horsepower. Right, right, right. Because uh, it's light, so it's going to allow you to turn more RPM. But it's not as strong as the aluminum uh, shaft. So if, if you're north of a thousand horsepower, and you're looking for a one-piece uh, torque tube or, or, or prop shaft, uh, I would recommend the the aluminum. Uh, and it's thicker too. I, f- I forget how much how much bigger it is, like three and a half inch or, or something like that. But it's a big, big fat shaft. So that that, w- that would be the way to go uh, when it comes to that. Yeah, no, and then like I said, they also have the carbon fiber option too. So yeah, yeah, that that's a pretty good thing. Yeah. Um, you know, something I, I said, <laughs> it's been a minute, but uh, I think uh, what I, I think what I wanted to talk about was uh, our buddy uh, JP's truck about uh-huh. the uh, his Bruin motor. 
<laughs> his his, his, oh, his ruined engine. Okay. We remember we were okay. going to talk about that too, and that also falls in line with Lifter and the, the valve train discussion. So um, okay, we'll get into that right now. Then I guess uh, our buddy JP from JP uh, Performance, JP Performance Transmissions, um, had a real bad horror story with the shop, and they basically destroyed his brand new truck mm-hmm. <laughs> l83 direct injection motor 5.3 um two different shops couldn't fix it uh right now it's being handled by by another shop which i highly recommend um who's doing the repairs having to do a whole brand new block whole brand new motor cylinder heads and everything man, man. so in line with valve train discussion uh, you know so what, was it a valve train issue with him uh, that led to a failure <laughs> I mean, most a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, it, it the, a lot the, of the majority of LS engine failures are valve train related. Yeah, I agree. Rarely do you have, even with a stock bottom end, issues with pistons and rods unless you have like a bat tune and you get the detonation and stuff. Yeah. But actual mechanical failures, we've seen it a bunch of times, is like damaged lifters. Usually it's, it's shops not knowing how to choose the right valve springs. Uh, they either go with too much seat pressure, not enough, valve float, and all of that over over the, the, the course of time beats the hell out of the engine. It destroys the camshaft, eats up camshaft lobes. You get metal in the oil, you start losing oil pressure, right. and it's downhill from Lifters there. Too and, and uh, you know, guys start the guys usually start looking at the bottom end, and they're they're wondering how strong rods are, or pistons. Look at your valve train. That's what well. You, you can if, if you guys you, you can do uh, if you guys are on Instagram, you guys can follow JP Performance Transmissions. Uh, you can look back there on, on this post. I know he posts every day. Um, you can look back on this stuff and see what actually happened. From what I know, it was uh, <laughs> well. So I now, guess we're what, not going to name shops. He names them. Yeah, he names. So them if you go we're, to we're, his we're Instagram, all, you can get the yeah, info. We, we're, we're not going to get into that. So, but from what I'm understanding as of today, <clears throat> what they did was for a reason because they picked too big of a camshaft on the L83 because of the piston above clearance. I'm not too sure. I won't get in it. Like I said, it's had a reputable, uh, a good friend of mine now, um, shop guy I met recently. He's a real good guy, real good shop, real good mechanic. Um, I highly do, you know, he, he's doing it right. So he's actually double checking, triple checking, because I'm sure he doesn't want this to happen to him. Um, but like we were having that conversation. We do a lot more LT1 stuff versus the L83 stuff. But I guess the L83 motor is a little bit different from the LT and the LT4. But um, yeah, it's it was a big nasty. <laughs> yeah. Big nasty mess. Like I said, if you guys follow him, you guys can look at the story of his truck, his own personal truck. Um, this is that it happened to. So yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. So, back to the valve train and 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 and, and uh, you know the whole the whole discussion there. LS seven lifters. Okay. We were so now, using okay. them. Now, now we're moving on to valve train. Valve train. So we're gonna go because you've been all train. over the place today. Yeah, I know. We've so, been all over. well, you know. Well, let, let's wrap up. Okay, let's wrap up the drivetrain <laughs> issues. Okay. Well, we did. We okay. torque tube was done. Oh, well, we talked torque tubes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll, we I'll, get I'll just say this real quick. A lot of drivetrain vibrations are right. clutch related. Oh, okay. There you go. So look at your clutch install. Make sure everything has the proper proper clearances according to the manufacturer. Right. Your flywheels balance, etc. Oh yeah. Okay. So that is that, usually you know a culprit what? too. That makes me think. 
Are we gonna? Should we put an aluminum plug on here, bro? Well, I have a billet. Where I I don't want an aluminum one. Well, um, now that we have the cam, choice. that's a good discussion because some I know some guys I haven't posted too much because I know some guys are yeah. gonna be like, Why don't you go with the lightest fly? Because I like driving my car on the street and but a heavier flywheel. Now you, it's lighter than stock, right. I have a billet flywheel, it's lighter than stock, right. but when you go too light, um, it's a little harder, like if at lower speeds and then you have a big cam. To kind of feather the throttle and get the engine going. I didn't have a problem with the two ones no. that we did. They, they, the one supercharged car we did. Yeah. I know he broke his trans, but, well, but that's because it's got six hundred and fifty horsepower. Yeah. But uh, the, it, it uh, is billet though. I, I my the I billet. A, it's a billet. Is it billet aluminum? Right. Billet aluminum flywheel. I don't. Uh, let me look at, me look at I, the, I, the, my kids. Shout out, sitting shout out to McLeod. Sorry, yeah. man. I don't, I don't. I don't remember off the top of my head. I'll it's um. It should be. It should be. Uh, and then one guy said, why didn't you just go with a dual clutch or a RXT? Well, because you didn't buy it for me. I'm still waiting for it. Are you going to send it to my house? I'll, I'll DM you my address right now. You can buy it for me. I, and for those wondering, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with a, because I already bought it, a McLeod Street Extreme Clutch, which handles 700 foot-pounds of torque. Right. Which is, I mean, more than what I'm going to be so making for now. Flywheel. Here we go. The yeah. aluminum flywheel. So it is an aluminum flywheel. I think it's, it doesn't really say if it's billet or what it is. I, I do recall that it's billet. I think it is billet. Yeah, yeah. it has to be because there's too so, much fun. Yeah, so it's a billet flywheel. It's, it's not their lightest option. That's what I mean. No, no, But no, it no. is, it is, yeah. I did, I did go with their billet. Well, now, you know, now that they have the triple disc. Oh, I'm kind of curious about that one. We were supposed to do that one pretty soon too, the triple disc. Even though it will help me spin up to uh, 7,500 RPM, but I'll, I'll get into my personal build uh, later, the details that are yeah, later. Well, here's the twin disc for you for if you want to spend two grand on a fucking setup. Look at that. Oh, my God. Yeah, $1,800 RXT. And that's no, yeah. that is no flywheel. Oh, yeah, it has a little, yeah, yeah, this is a little flywheel. A little yeah. flywheel, mm -hmm. 1800 bucks. That's the RXT twin disc. There's RST and RXT. Yeah, the RXT is the heavier duty one with more power. Yeah. Now, now they have the twin disc, the triple disc, uh, which we were supposed to run, but we didn't because yeah. I don't know what the hell we're gonna do with that damn. Now, charger. when I bought the Street Extreme, um, right? You know, because we know we're not. I know I wasn't gonna be boosted right away, so it still holds 700 foot pounds, uh, and according to McLeod, it feels very similar to a, a stock clutch setup. So we'll see. Plus, we'll be trying something new, and uh, if I got to upgrade later to a twin disc, then uh, I'll upgrade later. It's not a problem. Well, I mean, for what we're going to probably do, I guess, you know, we will eventually have to upgrade because we will need it. So, um, yeah, definitely <laughs> a lot of other issues that people are running into not knowing yeah. um, vibration issues. I think we did do one car that had incorrect... Not us. It was done. The drive, the drivetrain was done somewhere else. Yeah. And we put a big motor in it, and then the clutch was pushing up again. Oh man, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> and we get blamed, of course. <laughs> we didn't do that shit. It's not me, man. Sorry. Yeah, a lot of these clutch kits are not just bolt-on. You got to measure certain clearances. Well, McLeod and... always says measure your clearances, your you know your whole yeah. your actual space, and they actually sell the 
shims for the back of the pilot, so yeah. the back of the safe cylinder. So I, should I have a couple of those kits sitting there just in case we ever need them? But yeah, we always have to check that for sure. Um, if you guys don't know, uh, McLeod has a pretty cool um, how-to in their tech center. Uh, I believe it's in media or no, it's in support in tech support. Um, there's uh, tech articles. It should be there in how-to tech. Uh, check your uh, your clearance for your clutch. You know, full depression versus you know rest. Yeah. rest. It's pretty cool. I use it all the time. I just we haven't done a. The new eight-speed trannies. We haven't done a clutch shit. I think the last clutch we did was on the Jake C6. So, yeah, oh, okay. that's been a while already. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, heck yeah. And now it's all eight-speed trannies. I think the only one that we're gonna do six-speed pretty soon is your car. <laughs> yeah, all my stuff yeah. is automatic now too. So, yeah. So uh, it should be interesting. I think we've used the, you used the three extreme clutch before. You said right. I think it was oh, on a Camaro. Oh, that's right. I did. I just did that LS7 that uses the street that we did this three okay. extreme. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And then uh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, we've done it before. Yeah. Um, I so, mean, seven hundred foot pounds. It, that's, that's a lot, man. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty hard to do on an all motor setup. On yeah. A, on a supercharged car, or turbo car, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Plus, a lot of people don't realize that they rate they rate their clutch. First of all, most clutches only see torque. Right, so yeah, horsepower is a don't don't do that equation. discussion. Right, You're right. gonna confuse a lot of people. What do you so mean the only torque? Your transmission seems the, the torque from I the engine. Um, most most are rated less than what they uh, a lower number correct, right correct. to be safe. Yeah. So um, well, we've pushed we've pushed the clutches. Well, Jake's clutch, man. Jake's, I mean, his yeah. car is making over a thousand. Because sometimes you see cars. guys with like stock clutches racing at 600 horsepower and they're holding. So, for example, if it's rated at 700 horsepower right. or torque, um, that usually means you can like launch it. Let's say if you're drag racing. Right. You can launch it with, with, with slicks at, at that power torque range and it'll hold. Right. And it can probably take a little bit more than that but just to cover their butts they usually underrate them just a little bit yeah that, that sounds so, yeah that sounds about right yeah. so um i know we use mcleod a lot we use um i've used mantec before um centerline is coming out with some pretty cool stuff i know they have had on centerline center force has had a lot of uh good clutches i know yeah. uh, james uses those a lot yeah uh, most of his stuff so um, what about I Monster? Like, uh, yeah. Not a fan. Um, I maybe because I haven't used them as much. I've used one Monster clutch. Yeah. And it was that six puck on that Z06, and that thing was just, you know, I was like, oh my yeah, God, that, some are a bit man. too. Gra- the puck style ones sometimes are a little it bit was too grabby. Like, there was no in between. You were either yeah. on or off. It's an on and off switch. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was just too way too aggressive for the street. Um, like I said, I've I've heard good stories about their. I believe they have a triple disc. I'm not mis- not mistaken. Yeah, I've, I've heard some pretty cool stuff about their triple disc. I haven't tried it. Most of the stuff we've used is McLeod here. So McLeod or Mantic, but uh, yeah. then Mantic is a whole other freaking science on their clutches too. So, but they're actually pretty good. Their, their tech support's yeah. actually really cool. There's only a couple guys here in the U.S. So yeah, yeah. Pretty so, cool. all right. So to wrap it up in okay. that area. Okay. If you're, if anybody was asking, if running two solid couplers will cause vibration, yes, no. <laughs> the, <laughs> the technical answer is no. If Techn- everything's correct, if everything is correct, yes, it should be right yeah. only. Yeah, now, right do anyway. you get some more, you know, 
harmonic, so to speak, or whatever, yeah, right. you'll feel a little more because it's solid. But uh, no, so check check your clutch. Make sure all, all of that's good. Uh, rebuild your torque tube before it blows up, especially if you're doing a clutch and you're already there, you're dropping the, the drivetrain. Go ahead and do it. Save some money. Save money by spending money and doing it before stuff breaks. So no, it won't cause uh, more vibration. A lot of guys have done it without issues. So that's that. Now, the now, only... Uh-huh. What, no, what were you going to say? Go ahead. Well, I was going to get into the valve train. Okay, stuff. so now let's go into the valve train. So that's another area we're going to talk about. Right. So you want to start off with lifters? Well, so... Because we were talking about camshaft selection well, hold, not long ago. Yeah, right. So we, we picked your camshaft selection, and we're yeah. not going to talk about it right now until we do the build. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the, um, let's get into lifters. So we actually picked Johnson lifters for yeah. your setup. Now, yeah. um, nobody's familiar with Johnson. They're one of the better lifters out there. Now, nothing is wrong with the LS7 lifter with the trays. The stock style GM one, they're, we used them on a thousand horsepower cars. Yeah. Nothing is wrong with them. It's just they're in plastic trays. You run a higher warning, a higher problem of something failing, mm-hmm. you know, so on and so forth. So, um, and I just saw a good video the other day by uh, uh, maybe some guys will be familiar with him, Richard Holtner. He's always doing all kinds of crazy combinations on a dyno over at west tech oh okay oh yeah i know you're talking and he has like his series of videos and stuff and um they found some uh, camshaft with a little bit of excessive wear right and uh lifters where the rollers were starting to show wear on the edges and he actually found that a lot of it was caused because the trays the plastic trays that hold them they they wear after a while yeah and so the lifter starts to be able to turn side to side just oh, enough yeah. We've had that problem. Yeah, to, I know to cause wear on, on the lobes. So that's why, for example, anytime we do it for sure, and we recommend anybody, anytime the heads are off and you're replacing lifters or anything like that, you want to get new trays. Oh, all the time. Yeah, yeah. and then every for, time. For, I think it's like 20 bucks, you get four trays. I mean, shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're like eight bucks a pop or six yeah. bucks. Yeah, they're, they're cheap. For 32 so. bucks, I mean, you can't, you can't do, beat it. Yeah, guys. do not reuse your old ones. They do wear, and it'll allow excessive movement of that lifter. So the the lifters we're actually going with is from, well, it's not They're Brian. Link Bar. Yeah, they're, they're Link, link bar, bar lifter so. from Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, our supplier is Brian Tooley Racing. We love Brian Tooley. Um, they're going to give us our Johnson lifters as soon as they get back in stock i think we're number five position like i said for those but um it's a badass lifter for those of you trying to run a lot of rpm uh a lot of you know anything rpm horsepower definitely recommend the johnson uh you know link bar lifter uh it's expensive but you'll you'll save a lot of Money in the long run. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a little peace of mind. It's um, a little peace of mind. I think they're seven fifty yeah. brand new on the website, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah, they also camp kit and lifters. Yeah, I mean, they, they do make. It's a little cheaper. They make a a, a non link bar. That's also a really good lifter too. Which We've yeah, used those. I think it's uh, they're five. Well, 450. So. And those still use, like, the stock trays. Yes, and those, yeah. yeah. That's actually a good lifter. I've used yeah. those, too. Those are actually yeah. really nice, too. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're not too aggressive with a camshaft and RPM, you know, that's 
that's a good way well, to go. We're going to be pulling your car's hair but, like, uh, down the way down the track. It's going to be oh yeah, shit. yeah. I mean, we we figured uh, just the, my best protection to not over rev the motor is just put a let's just put a Valtteri in it that'll handle yeah, the yeah. seventy nine hundred RPM again. And then we we're using the we're using the upgraded uh, trunking kit from BTR. It's a TK TK zero zero two instead of the TK zero zero one. It's their new style um, trunking kit. Um, I've now, used is, them. Is that the bearing style or the? Um, Ah, oh, the name is. Here, I'll get me you. Right I'll now. get you the description right now. Okay. I don't. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but I do know it is the new one that they uh, that they're using. Um, it is uh, TK. I think believe it is TK zero zero two. Yeah, TK zero zero two. No bolts. Okay. Yeah, it's the uh, should be the bearing type. But it's it's crazy. The whole new. Yeah. See, this is the this is the one here. Look at that. See that right there. Look at that. It's beautiful. Man. Yeah. So and and that. the look at that look at it oh nice oh yeah and and Holy also uh, look at that thing man. and Brian Tooley's also working on sh a shaft mount setup right now they're working on the shaft mount setup which now. uses uh, the stock um, they have roller they rocker I body I yeah should ask next time I call uh, it was at PRI I think they oh, were okay. showing it off so um, hopefully we get our hands on one oh, of those pretty oh, soon when they're available maybe that thing just says I want to scream to nine thousand look at it Jesus yeah. So that's a, that's another area we that's can mention. One, yeah. So you know er, everything's connected in, in terms of the valve train. So you have your camshaft because mm -hmm. we were talking about camshaft camshaft selection. So let's say you chose a camshaft you want to go with, mm -hmm. and usually they send you if you buy it as a kit uh, the set of valve springs. Right. Right. That will have the correct seat pressures and whatnot uh, to go along with that that camshaft. Right. So uh, your camshaft when it spins the lobes. Uh, push up on a lifter that's mm -hmm. riding on the lobe and it has a little wheel a little roller wheel and then you have your push rod and that push rod goes up and it, it it pushes on on the rocker which goes up and down and opens and closes your valves right so um we, we let, we're let's talk from the camshaft up so now we talk lifters so we recommended for example the johnson lifters right, right. now if you're running a lot of art now a lot of rpm would be if you are because let's define it if you are if you have a setup that's going to be north of 7000 rpm then i would definitely say to consider a more expensive uh lifter like the johnson's oh hell yeah hell yeah, yeah. no no question right. yeah they shouldn't uh, even be over oh, yeah. seven lifter no 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 under seven thousand the ls7s do pretty good yeah but if you're running a bunch of lift and the rpm Upgrade, or if you don't want to run a Johnson, go ahead and run it, and then when you smack your valve, call me. Come on in, yeah. <laughs> so. Go ahead and go ahead and do that, yeah. Uh, then push rods, obviously. Yeah, harder push <clears throat> rods. Now that's that is something. And the correct length of push. That rods. that is something that you kind of have to learn with experience. Now. And we've seen a lot of engines that have issues because the push rods every, are the incorrect every length. I've seen, every motor I've seen that's got either too long or too short. Now, for for those they're wondering, always too long. Always too long when yeah. when they're too short, you have a jackhammer effect, right? Because they start bouncing around at higher RPM, right? Because uh, they're they're not keeping the proper amount of preload right. on on the rocker uh, against the valve. When they're too long, right? Now you have uh, excessive amount of force. If they're too long, they can even keep the valves open. Right. Uh, and then you have all kinds of issues. 
but but I, mostly they're just long enough to cause excessive wear and so noise on the valve train. I think seven four. Well, I I actually tested this. We did that rebuild on that white Grand Sport, yeah, and it had seven four stock push rods. Uh-huh. We put the stock cam back in it. Didn't cut the heads. Yeah. We demodded it, put the stock cam back in it, and the 7.4 was too long. Yeah. We put a 7.350 pushrod in it, and holy hell, that car woke up. Yeah. And, and I think a Super Chevy or one of those, or mm-hmm. Hot Rod, mm-hmm. they did that same test. And they also found, I mean, we you found out by actually doing it yourself, but yeah. they also found out that a, 7.4 was too a, long, a right? 7.350 is perfect. Uh, gained more power than, yeah. than the 7.4. I thought it did, because I got yeah. in that car, and I was like, what the hell happened to this car? Yeah. Because we had to take out the tune and put the stock tune back in it. And then, of course, I had to clean it up, you yeah. know, because we had to take off. We did the header, took off all that stuff. And we had to put the stock manifolds back in, so I had to turn on everything. Then I had to basically re-street tune it mm-hmm. because I was like, what in the hell? The car didn't feel like that, the 7350 yeah. push rod. I mean, that that's a that's a, that's kind of a cool mod. I mean, if you have an LS3 um, and you know how to do correct push rod length, that's a free mod right there of power. You know yeah. what I mean? That's that's a pretty cool mod. A lot of guys ask me, what do you do? Yeah. Well, just let me figure it out. You know what and, I mean? so, and for those that are like unfamiliar right now we just mentioned lifters right so on a, on a hydraulic setup right. the, the lifters work off of oil pressure correct so um in layman's terms to keep it simple if you were to be able to kind of x-ray a lifter right inside they kind of have a spring setup and what's called a plunger mm-hmm. and it fills up with oil pressure and that plungers it's like a cup where the the push rod sits in there and that oil pressure acts like a cushion so as it's going up and down it, it's even though it's pushing up on the push rod that that oil cushion in there gives you uh you know some protection from vibration and and damaging harmonics into the valve train so when you have uh too short of a rod it starts jumping around and when you have too long then you're not allowing the proper amount of uh expand oil. you know because things expand and oil and all that stuff so now I remember back in the day when we were doing preload adjustment on these things. I like anywhere between, I don't want to say a quarter, between a half and three quarter, I think is perfect. Because I think the spec's like half turn and, and full no, one turn. they say up to a turn and a half is okay. Yeah. I think they're nuts. I, I like under a, a full turn. If you can get it closer to three quarter to a half turn, that's perfect. A little under a half turn, you're going to get a little bit of a noisy valve train. I like a half turn. It's perfect to me. You and they're, and they're to, noisy stock, and that's one of the reasons. They're still noisy stock. Yeah. When you go too too much, you still get a little bit more noisy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess you kind of have to listen. But the motor, on a built motor, and a, a motor with a can, the motor should hum. Mm-hmm. Especially with the yeah. Johnson lifter or brand new lifters. It should just be... Mm-hmm. You should sound like a nice sewing machine. Yeah. If your car does not sound like a nice sewing machine, then double check yeah. whoever did yeah. the work or you yourself, you know, whatever. And and these are things that, that people learn, including us over time, because at, at first people were of kind of, of work, yeah. people were assembling these and engines <laughs> kind of based on like the stock specs. Right. You know, like a, a preload and all yeah. this stuff. But the thing is, you know, a stock camshaft is so tame. Right. There's like so little lift on it. Um, even like the like my LS3, mm-hmm. th- those cars they don't make power past like 5900 RPM. By six grand, they're dead. Right. You know, so 
and, and guys like spinning them and spinning them, but you're not making any power. So the, but they're going faster. Well, <laughs> so so if you're if you're putting it together based on stock specs, right. you, you know aftermarket camshafts are are going sixty five hundred seven thousand plus RPM. So you can't assemble it like if it was all stock. So you you have to find the right push rod lengths, the right preload setups, um, valve spring installed height. And this is not stuff for like just some weekend dude to do. Like you yeah. want to make sure you're. I mean, if you want it to live a long time, you you want to make sure you're doing it correctly. Yeah, that that's kind of yeah. It, it well, I mean they most of the time when they sell you the kits, they say the generic push rod seven four zero. Um, you really can't say it's what it is. If you're gonna do that, guys, if you guys are gonna buy a cam kit without consulting the shop or something or just getting it on your own. Um, highly recommend probably getting a 7350 push rod. That might be your better guess. Um, every engine is different. Um, some take 740s, some take 7350s. I think I have like 10 sets of 740s in my drawers over there. Yeah. And I have like three sets of 7350s. And then I even have 7325s and 730s because sometimes you get yeah. one intake that needs a 7350 and then 7325 on exhaust. and. It yeah. just depends on the setup, guys. And, and then if you all different, so and then like if the block has been decked or the yeah the, the block's the, been decked, the heads have been cut, the valves have been cut. All of that changes, man. All that, all changes, that changes, guys. So definitely, if you guys are gonna gonna start doing stuff, um, you know, consult a decent shop or a good shop that actually knows what they're doing. And then uh, if you guys are gonna do a cam kit, I highly recommend doing some research and you know using the correct parts of course you know, like, yeah i like i like how people always tell me oh that's easy yeah it sure it is it's yeah. how long your car lasts so <laughs> all right guys well one one thing i want to do mention um my car took a shit my corvette took a shit so i'm gonna try um if anybody the fuel pump issue still my or? fuel pump issue uh-huh. yeah. um i'm going to try a trick i know the c6s have had issues with the fuel pump relays I'm not sure if that's my problem. I'm waiting for a part to come in that I can install tomorrow. Hopefully, if that's the problem, whew, I can give that little insight on what I think it, what the fix is. What year is your car? 07. Okay. But I do have the big motor and the supercharger. Yeah. And the, yeah, I do have some stuff in there. So, um, hopefully it works. I'll, uh, I'll post it up tomorrow or the day after. Um if it does work hopefully it does work because i hate when my cars sit in the shop <laughs> now you're leaning towards it being a wiring issue right i'm leaning a relay towards or it wiring being a wiring issue. issue only reason being well actually i don't even know i we haven't checked it i know i i know i have a dead in the water fuel pump we check fuel pressure ain't no fuel pressure my gauges are reading mm-hmm. zero my fuel punch my fuel pressure gauge is reading zero um there's no fuel coming out of the rail and then the way it happened it, it was yeah. a fuel pressure issue so no I'm, i mean i'm sure We'll get into more details next episode with it, but um, yeah, yeah. For example, one of the th- upgrades you're gonna do is a hot wire kit. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, okay. that's the so, hot wire kit. Yeah, and those but are see, it gets more complicated because I have the booster pump in line yeah. with the yeah. So there's yeah. a little bit more stuff there. So and and those that don't know, like a hot wire kit. Uh, in this case, it's Racetronics. I Racetronics, believe. Right, yeah. I don't know if Caspers makes one or they might be the same. I think it's the same. So basically, it's just a wiring kit that um, it it it. You bolt it on, so it's pretty pretty easy to install. All, all it is is you one, and you it gives run, you direct current from the you alternator. You run right? one wire to the front of the alternator, um, to the power side of the alternator, 
and then you run it back and then it's a relay you connect it in line with your fuel pump which is yeah. the oval square or the oval four pin there you put it in line and then you put the relay you ground it and then it's an actually gives more amperage so it gives more fuel pressure yeah and it just helps you know alleviate yeah. any kind of light wire small wire yeah. that runs through the car which is mainly a car when you're running big power like my car or bigger power um the wires overheat and they shit yeah. themselves so that's yeah it, it allows more voltage to the pump more amperage more amperage voltage well, a little bit of an increase i so. thought it was more voltage which, well, because which drops the amperage well and so which is uh, low, yeah, I, i'm right you don't remember yeah i have to we have to i gotta get on the tech side of that now thing. we're getting into brainiac discussion yeah yeah that, that's we'll the, start that's losing little, people We'll check it. When the, hopefully the yeah, damn yeah. thing works, and, and hopefully my car is back on the road because I hate when it sits in the shop. So that's content. It's not making me money. So. That's content coming up. <laughs> and then uh, once we get some parts, you know, too, that we that we order. Yeah, well, you're, the, the camp kit should be in, I think, next week. I think they were just waiting on the valves. But that's going to be interesting yeah. because we're waiting uh, on the Johnson lifters. So. We mentioned stage four. And we were like stage four, stage three. Oh, we changed the whole plan. Yeah, we, we went with a, with a cam that yeah. you either haven't heard of it or haven't seen anyone use it yet. Guar- I guarantee it. You might have you might have seen similar specs when right. I revealed the specs. Yeah, we went we went totally the opposite the wall. This is a new else. camshaft and uh, new valve train. Yeah, new valve train design. We're doing the Johnson Link bar lifter. Um, yeah, we're gonna make this bitch scream. So, so yeah, it's gonna be fun. So we'll I get into more details soon. It's just gonna sound angry. I think so, yeah. man. I think I think it should. With that the, billet flywheel spinning up nice and fast, and or it might use aluminum. I'm not sure. Well, <laughs> um, just depends. I think the aluminum might be okay. Yeah. I well, I don't know. We'll have some discussions there with my people over in my cloud. If that's then, the case, I have a. a, a Mine for sale, then. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have a... Uh, we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll trade. We'll trade yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap it up. We'll, we'll get into more. Uh, like I said, we were going to try to do this thing on the weekly. We I just got extremely busy at the shop. And then we... Did and I was dying. Some, yeah, week. he was... Nate was sick. I uh, still sound gonna, sick, so... Yeah, he still sounds a little sick there. So, we're just going to try and get back in the rhythm of things. Sorry if the show is a little all over the place. My brain is in 10 different places right now. I'm trying to just get back into the show flow. Uh, well, you know, listen in, guys. Uh, follow us on uh, Spotify. Uh, you can find us there, LS Freaks Podcast, or Instagram, LS underscore Freaks underscore Podcast. Uh, DM us any questions you have there. You can also follow Nate at M A Y T eighty three. Yes, sir. that's Instagram, and then of course the Instagram for the shop, JB Performance Motors, and then like I said, LS Freak LS underscore Freaks underscore Podcast for the show. Any questions, any comments, anything you guys want us to discuss on your builds or anything you guys want us to comment on, go ahead and uh, I know we have some uh, trolls there. That's pretty fun. I like destroying them when I see them. <laughs> Sorry, place. yeah. We got, and we got some ideas too. Some people sent me some ideas for the next episode. Some questions more more to, I like, I to like, say I more like correctly. I like the confrontation with people in the shows. You want to talk shit? <laughs> Let us Just know kidding, if you want us to be more confrontational. Well, if you guys, if you guys want to, if you guys want to talk shit and you want start a, a slow uh, car, I'll be happy dropping to pull, names. I'll be happy to pull out all my arsenal of vehicles, and then you guys can talk shit if you guys win, which you guys won't. Right. So yeah, so and like I said, street car. So all right, guys, all right. have a good one, guys. Yeah.